0: Going through every every piece of chocolate in that bag. What are you doing? You gonna organize them? Making a Oh, okay. In rows, I see. Like Legos, like sorting your Halloween candy.
1: Excuse you, it's Lego, not Legos.
0: Um so the plural of Lego is Legos. Or is Lego? Multiple Lego? Mm-hmm. I don't like that.
1: Because you have a Lego set. You have Lego bricks. Lego is a term.
0: <laughs> Lego not a, word. Is a Term. Yeah, it's a term. It's not a word. <laughs> Hang on, i am got to look it up.
1: An abbreviation.
0: Oh, okay. So um, it's
1: not supposed to be added with an S. You can't make it plural because it's not something that can be plural. Uh,
0: there's a name. Um, I wish I could remember.
1: That is the only thing I learned from working at Lego.
0: <laughs> I wish I could remember what this, what it's called. Um, Roblox. <laughs> No, there's. uh, It was from a Vsauce episode Mm -hmm. where he talked about uh, brand names, and there's um, there's a word that describes uh, these brand names. Like um, I gotta pull up a list. Like Lego is one of them, or Kodak, or Nike, or Uber. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're terms that. they don't, they're not words. They mm-hmm. don't mean things. Yeah. Um, so there's a name that describes those types of terms. Oh. And I don't remember what they're called. But um, what about like Altoids? I know Altoids has an S at the end of it. If you were to ask someone, like you only, someone had a, a, one of the tins, you know, you only wanted one of them. How would you ask them for?
1: Can I have an Altoid?
0: Okay, now, if uh, say your your stomach's not feeling too good, you ate some really spicy food, whatever, and you look over,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and your friend,
1: yes, what what friend is this? What's, what's I don't their know, name? just someone.
0: Uh, what ha- is
1: their name? Uh,
0: Andrew has <laughs> some of these. Uh huh. Tums. You wanted one of them. How would you ask them?
1: I'd say, "Can I have a Tums?" A Tums. A Tums.
0: But you wouldn't say, can I have an Altoids? No. <laughs> How does that make sense? <clears throat> Why are you just prepared for this argument? Like, <laughs> but, Well, because I've, I've asked people this before. Um, it How was- would
1: you ask for any, like, can I have a Tum?
0: <laughs> yeah, is it a singular Tum and it's just plural Tums?
1: Okay, but like you can say, can I have a Tums? You could also say, can I have an Altoids? If you wanted to.
0: But no one says, can I have an Altoids?
1: But you could, is what I'm saying.
0: People say, can I have an Altoid for singular, Altoids plural, but it's also the name of the thing that they're called, Altoids with an S. Same thing with Tums. It's it's the name of the thing they're called with an S.
1: Maybe it's just because there's multiple Altoids in the container.
0: There's multiple Tums in the container.
1: It's also called Tums, Altoids. It's just how people choose to pronounce it. So the company's not making yeah. any so difference I, here. They're I, both pluralized. I wouldn't
0: say, can I have a Tums? I would say Tum, but that sounds wrong. That, that it's sounds not fucking weird. It's not the name of the thing. Uh, this this was from a, uh, a debate, a written link debate. Can I have
1: two Tums? Yeah, two Tums. Can I have a Tums? Can
0: I have a Tum? <laughs> I don't want one Tum. I want two Tums. No
1: can't sell me on it. <laughs> this
0: is uh, it was on an ear biscuit I was listening to. Brian Link had this debate.
1: Well, I don't know. Cause, okay, so like, can I have an Altoid? Yeah. Can I have some Altoids?
0: Right. Can I have some Tums? You would expect more than one.
1: Mm-hmm. It's about how you present it. Because <laughs> it's just a word.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> well... <laughs> <laughs> Did you? You can't. Uh, you're not going to eat all those. Do not eat all those. <laughs> you're eating. Did you seriously just spend the last five minutes sorting out all the milk chocolate ones?
1: Those aren't milk chocolate ones. Those are almond ones.
0: I'm not going to have any almond ones.
1: There's plenty in there. <laughs> oh, God. God, what are you, the chocolate police?
0: It's my chocolate.
1: My chocolate. My chocolate. It's my vape. <laughs>
0: It is your vape. Can I have it again? No. Well, you just took all that. I don't chocolate. remember
1: where it is. <laughs> I got no clue.
0: <laughs> you literally cannot have it right now.
1: I don't know where <laughs> it went. Do you have it still? ha. It was in the crotch.
0: I feel like good old crotch vape.
1: Was that the flavor of crotch? Anyways, welcome (laughs) to the 16th episode of Beer and Fear. My name is Paige.
0: 17.
1: Is it 17? We're
0: on 17. I thought it was 16. Oh, God, go back. Oh, no. no.
1: (laughs) You introduce
0: it. (laughs) My name is Zen. (laughs) Uh, Scott actually listened to the entire episode last week. He doesn't listen to all of them? No, he does. And I was very impressed. I texted him. I was like, "I'm very impressed that you made it through the whole thing." And he said, "What? Uh, what sort of top fan would I be?"
1: Oh my God! I love you, Scott. <laughs> and
0: then, um, oh, he said, uh, he said, "Tired Zach and Paige are gold." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Canada, don't don't put, <laughs> don't put that in." <laughs> he was like, "That's going in." <laughs> so he he got a kick got out of. <laughs> <Last week. laughs> <laughs> Canada, He asked me uh, what kind of device he would need to measure uh, Vorta titties.
1: <laughs> God damn it, Scott.
0: Last, uh, that was a good episode last week. You'd
1: probably need something that has to do with barometric pressure, but also yeah. something that can wrap around the tornado's chest for a full sizing.
0: <laughs> I told him a Vorta, uh, Vorta titty actuator, I think, is... <laughs> What are you Ah,
1: yes, the actuator.
0: But uh, yeah, episode episode
1: 17. Yeah, my bad. Welcome to episode 17, mm-hmm. beard
0: fear. This um, episode
1: is on purgatory.
0: And I'm I was going to ask you why you picked purgatory.
1: I've been thinking about doing purgatory and then I also found a beer that worked with it.
0: Well, what about purgatory? Cuz you gave me shit about Black Friday.
1: Are we really going into this right now? Just because I didn't <laughs> want to do the topic of Black Friday, Black Friday is not scary. It is not supernatural. It does not hold any mythos in feel, any way. I feel like
0: it could be scary to some people. Some people don't want to fucking leave their house on Black Friday. Anyway, we won't get into it. I, um, I
1: just I feel like I should leave. <laughs> like you can do the episode of Black Friday by yourself.
0: <clears throat> no, just uh, you.
1: You're all the commentary you need. No, 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 no.
0: It's fine. But I'm I'm genuinely curious. What about uh? What about purgatory? Like, you know, is it, uh, is it the fact that it's, you know, like you said, mythos or uh, supernatural? Or is it just
1: supernatural?
0: Are people scared of purgatory?
1: You're scared of going to purgatory because you're stuck between. It's it's a Christian belief. We're going to go into all of this. Oh, like yeah. So I've why got, are we? <laughs> I've got a lot of notes. Why are we discussing this right now? But my thought process is mm-hmm. the fear of being stuck in purgatory, okay. and then in how in mean, multiple horror movies there is the um, description and display of purgatory being this horrible place where mm. people who are souls who cannot go to hell or heaven are mm-hmm. trapped to either haunt the world or. Or just be miserable being unaware that they're dead or being dead
0: okay that makes it's, sense it's
1: displayed differently throughout so much culture right i mean like we're not even, like we haven't even been like hey how's your week and you're putting me on the spot already
0: no oh, i was just int- uh, just interested because uh when you mentioned it it just seemed like a very unorthodox uh topic to pick but i'm into it um i think it'll be cool I was trying to remember something I wanted to talk about today, and I, you I couldn't. Um, you can't. I thought it was a really good idea. Uh, I was very proud of myself when I thought of it. I told myself I should write it down or put it in my phone, and I was like, now nah, i remember it, and then 10 minutes later, I forgot. Yep. So, uh, yeah, just maybe, how was your Thanksgiving?
1: It was nice. I went and spent time with a small group of family. The um, so food was really good. My sisters cooked.
0: What was your favorite food item?
1: My mom makes this really good green, um, not green bean, um, broccoli casserole.
0: Oh yeah. You were it's talking tasty. about that. Mm.
1: And the turkey turned out really good.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh,
1: but it was nice. It was nice to spend time with family. We played, um, we watched some movies and we played heads up.
0: At their uh, new place, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it was fancy. Very cool. Um, how was yours?
0: It was good. Same thing. Uh, small gathering. It was just five of us. Um. We had food. My uh, dad works at Honey Baked Ham, so we got really good ham, Mm -hmm. and he gave me a lot of leftovers. So I got really good ham in the fridge still. Nice. We had ham and turkey, yes. And there were a bunch of other sides too that turned out really good. All the food was really good. And I guess every Thanksgiving we uh, they they put their tree up, and then we decorate the tree while we're there. Thanksgiving. So, uh, speaking of, I'll be putting mine up tomorrow. Look forward to that. Christmas is coming. I had a note I hear about uh, something else, but we could talk about it next week. It's fine. We can talk about it. And I don't want to waste too much more time. Uh, we should get into it. <clears throat> purgatory.
1: So, like I said, the episode today, episode 17, is on purgatory. So, the beer I picked is from 18th Street Brewery, which we have had then. before.
0: Oh, wait. Hold on. Let me try to remember. I you trying to remember
1: which beer it came? Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Was you it have, Devil's Advocate?
1: No. Fuck. You have horrible memories. Purple Haze? Nope. <laughs> oh. Candy Crush Ball. There you go.
0: I, I turned Had to and, go look at it. I turned and looked at the cans sitting to my left here.
1: Just a reminder, since it's been such a while since we did anything with 18th Street, it was founded as a home brewery by Drew Fox in 2010. After years of hands-on learning and exploration, 18th Street Brewery became official with the release of Sinister. I think it's uh, Dipa or DIPA. I'm not sure. Really, DIPA. Yeah, it is. I it mean, D-I-P-A? people
0: probably would say Dipa, but I, another double IPA. Double IPA,
1: I guess. In 2013, shortly after the Sinister release, we opened a 3,200-square-foot brew pub in an old dry cleaners building in Gary, Indiana. They are stationed in Hammond, Indiana.
0: Hmm. So they would um, brew beer and serve it to you and also do your dry cleaning. Yes. Very impressive.
1: Yeah, very hands-on. The beer I picked is called Temporal Purgatory.
0: Like or Temporal? Temporal.
1: Temporal, Temporal.
0: Like a tempura? No, With no. The crunchy stuff? In no. Oh.
1: No, you're incorrect. You're Dang far it. off from the base there. Yeah. Temporal. <clears throat> Anyways, the description from the brewery is Chinook and mosaic hops hold your tongue accountable for your worldly sins in our fiendishly vengeful session, Pale Ale. The moment between each sip may be temporary, but feels like its own brief purgatory. It's a session pale ale, and like mm. I said, the hops are Chinook and Mosaic.
0: Mosaic.
1: I uh, tempor-
0: the word temporal came up in my research, and I had to look up what it meant because mm. I didn't know. Um, but yeah, pertaining to or concerned with the present life or this world, worldly mm-hmm. instead of spiritually. Mm-hmm. So that's a cool, that's a cool, clever name.
1: On Beer Advocate, this beer has a ninety-one.
0: Holy shit!
1: It is outstanding. It is a pale ale. It is ranked 121 out of all of them on Beer Advocate. Its ABV is 5.9, so nothing too high. It gets an average score of 4.12. And it is rotating and seasonal.
0: Nice. Very cool. I'm excited.
1: I didn't expect it to have such a high review. Yeah,
0: we're we're, uh, really hitting the nail on the head with all these... um... Really uh, high-rated beers, mm-hmm. this, uh, this this series, if you want to call it.
1: My Beer Advocate review comes from Jersey Devil 2000 from New Jersey. <laughs> He's the Jersey Devil. Oh, my
0: God. The Jersey Devil had this yeah, beer? Yeah,
1: well, Jersey. He's supposed yeah. to be Jersey, Jerz. but I say Jersey. So, his review says he picked this up a while ago when he was out in Indiana as the date on the bottom of the can read 2018. Huh. He wrote this in January of 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He said, I had a few of these previously, but I've been going through my stash in order, and this was part of tonight's lineup. Hmm. He must be lonely. The port of this was copper bright (laughs) and topped off with enough head, as the lacing left behind was quite extensive. One soapy ring was right below the top, with halves of more being right below that, as the portion in the way back of my pint glass remained clear. Grapefruit and bread spice were in the nose, along with some dankness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. From the (laughs) mosaic as the aroma was subdued, but present enough to be detected. Lingering dankness. Yeah, bro. Bready malt. (laughs) Good good band name. Okay, this, um, like, listen to this. Bready malt, urine, and apricot were in the taste as the odd array of flavors quietly fit in with each other i
0: i never want anyone else to describe the taste of beer <laughs> <laughs> with urine this is not making me excited to, to thankfully
1: drink. none overpowered any of the others oh, good as the carbonation was light and lively at the same time
0: hmm it's a nice uh urine <laughs> mm. detect some urine Perhaps of the coyote variety. He
1: gave it like a four <laughs> out of five. So I'm like, well, how much do you like the taste dude, of urine? Dude likes urine. He <laughs> said, so "What is that? Piss? <laughs> Delicious." <laughs> do you want to get the beer?
0: Okay. Oh, those are review. Yeah. Okay. That was a good band name,
1: though. Lingering dankness.
0: Mm-hmm. They play uh, like noise rock.
1: The thing I like about the cam, I mean, it's a whole skeleton, but if you line them up in the pack, mm-hmm. it makes like a big
0: skeleton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. What is a, a skeleton of? Is that like a... What is, oh, it's a it's, a... it's a... I see. Oh, and there's his pelvis. Okay. Yeah. It's a dude. Cool cam. Very cool can. Session Pale Ale. Let me
1: get that smell. Ooh, that's an interesting smell.
0: Hmm.
1: <laughs> hmm. Makes me want pizza.
0: I like that. Cool color. It's dark, but not too dark. Maybe it's just the lack of light in this room.
1: Please appreciate my pour.
0: That, that is an A-plus pour right I'm there. I'm
1: so proud of myself. Oh, nice color. Wow, you said that already. Mm-hmm. I am smart. S M A R T. Hmm.
0: I like the smell. Almost like a, like a bready or a weedy sort of smell.
1: Oh, you don't smell urine.
0: I don't smell urine. Maybe I'll taste it.
1: We can only hope. just like
0: smell. smells like wet dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've smelled a wet dog in a while. All right, clink very carefully because somebody likes to fill their glass up to the top Mm -hmm. and sip away.
0: Whoa, that's weird.
1: Hmm, It's very smooth.
0: I like the aftertaste a lot. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: There's some fruit in there. Yeah, Um, I don't
1: taste the urine. I'm very upset.
0: No, I haven't detected urine yet, but um, the finish has a little bit of fruitiness to it, which I like. It is uh, smooth and easy to drink.
1: Very easy to sip on. I could chug this.
0: (laughs) Uh, Sorry, what's the ABV?
1: Only 5.9.
0: Oh. Yeah, um... That's... I'm... Citrus.
1: A little bit, yeah, but it's not like super noticeable.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. It's very pleasant. I would drink this in the summer. Would I drink this in the summer? I don't know. Maybe I would drink this during winter.
0: It, it, it uh, hits your tongue. Yeah. Right away, and it's got this weird sort of funky thing going on.
1: I don't know. I find it pleasant.
0: I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how else to describe that.
1: I'm not, like, blown away by it, but it's much easier and much more enjoyable to drink for me than Blood of the Unicorn. Um,
0: I think it, it, it does kind of... Um, is sort of reminiscent in a way, even though they're very different beers. But yeah. uh, this seems like a toned-down version of that, uh, with maybe a little more fruit. Mm. Uh, to me, it just seems very weedy. But it's—I don't know. You didn't really go into what session pale ales are and how they differ from regular. Yeah,
1: that's your thing. I don't do that.
0: Pale ales, okay. Because um, I've—I've—I've um, I've heard of like session sours. And session ales, um, but I I never quite understood what that meant. I don't hate it. Oh, I mean, it's it's I tasty. actually kind of like it. Yeah, it's good.
1: Eighteenth Street hasn't let me down yet.
0: I like um, Candy Crushable a little more.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that was a that was an APA Candy Crushable. This is uh, slightly different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't. I'm really struggling on how to, to like place it on how to describe. This.
1: Yeah, I agree. That just shows you how different hops taste, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, um, it's, I guess, tame. It's not, there's really not anything that just like, I don't know. It's, Nothing too overpowering. Nothing overwhelming. It's not really, at all. a
1: crazy beer. We're not talking like dogfish head level of weird.
0: It's it is good though.
1: I like it. What would you rate it?
0: Yeah, a little little crispiness and and in the <clears throat> the first sip you get, it's very it's very strange. Mm-hmm. And then the the finish kind of develops into this sort of fruity aftertaste. Yeah, um,
1: a lot of carbonation on the tongue.
0: To really have Dead Guy, I had Dead Guy below Blood of the Unicorn.
1: Which I found shocking.
0: Because Dead Guy was good. And I was thinking about, because I was looking at this and I was thinking about changing it and making Dead Guy higher, cause, but it's like, you know, I I rated these when I tasted the beer and I think that's when they were most accurate. I forget how some of these, half of these tasted. Um, I think I have to put it underneath Dead Guy though. I mean, even though I like it, I I was impressed with some of the other ones.
1: What do I have have in number five?
0: Seven, eight. Here, I'll I'll just hand this over to you in a second.
1: Okay, I'd put this at a five, and I'd drop Tangerine Tornado down.
0: Uh, Do you still have the Beer Advocate page pulled up?
1: I can get it up in a second.
0: What was its overall ranking?
1: 4,004.
0: 4,004. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. That makes it the... um, highest ranked beer that we've had since zombie dust
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know what I'm surprised because it's really I mean it's a good beer maybe I just like uh, stuff that kind of has some like unique sort of edge to it sure that's why I like dogfish head stuff because um, they do some weird stuff sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't um but yeah. I I like beer that sort of has like a, a strange kind of twist to it. This is a good example of a um well-rounded pale ale. That just it's it's got a lot of good stuff going for it. Um but nothing that really pokes out at me. <laughs> so, I've got some information about purgatory. I I didn't go too in-depth with this my research is only about two pages, so...
1: That's okay, I'm used to you not taking this seriously.
0: <clears throat> so, according to Christians, mostly Catholics, purgatory is an intermediate stage after death. It isn't quite heaven or hell. Some argue it's a place in between. There's an argument between Christians that such a place actually exists. The word purgatory has come to refer to a wide range of historical and modern conceptions of post-mortem suffering short of everlasting damnation the word is also used in a non-specific sense to mean any place or condition of suffering or torment especially one that is temporary hmm. it's a concept present in many different religions besides catholicism while the main points and beliefs may differ slightly between those uh, variations in, in religion according to jacques legoff I hope I'm saying that right. He's oh. a, a French historian. Wouldn't
1: it be Jacques?
0: Ja- sure. Jacques Legoff, a French historian and author specializing in the Middle Ages. The conception of purgatory as a physical place came into existence in Western Europe towards the end of the 12th century. According to him, the conception involves the idea of a purgatorial fire, which he suggests, quote, is expiatory and purifying, not punitive like hellfire. So it's a cleansing fire. That, uh, oh my God, I'm burning fire. Not like Wendigo feet fire. (laughs) Popes John Paul II and Benedict XVI have declared that the term does not indicate a place, but a condition of existence. Purgatory purifies the soul before the soul's grand entrance into heaven, and Catholics believe purgatory serves two purposes. One, it acts as a temporal punishment for sin and two, acts as a clearing from the attachment to sin. Purgatory is is an often misunderstood Catholic doctrine. It is not considered a spiritual jail or hell with parole. Additionally, Catholicism doesn't teach that everyone goes to purgatory. On the contrary, the church believes that many people are purified or purged, hence the term purgatory, in this life.
1: Purgatory.
0: Purgatory. Where you
1: can get a burger. (laughs) One Whopper Junior, please. Where you
0: can get a burger. Uh, So people, uh, some Catholics believe that we're living in purgatory right now. Uh, This is purgatory. Hmm. For example, the church believes that many innocent people who suffer from disease, poverty, or persecution are living their purgatory now. And when they die, they probably go straight to heaven. Hmm. People who live an exceptionally good and holy life bypass purgatory and go straight to heaven. The church also believes that almost everyone else, although not bad enough... Wait,
1: wait. So they bypass purgatory altogether, but they believe that this is purgatory, so they're born and then immediately go to heaven?
0: No. um, People who are suffering from disease, Mm -hmm. poverty, just uh, not a very great life, uh, whether they live by the Bible or, you know, all that good stuff, if they're a a good person, follow God, etc., they believe those people are currently living purgatory. Okay. Um however if you if you're very faithful and you're a good person and you believe in God and heaven and you know all this stuff if you're very religious um and follow that that word you skip word purgatory. Of God. You skip purgatory. So you're not living purgatory because you're Okay. You know you're following the word of God, you go straight to heaven. Got it. Other people. They're living purgatory. The lessers. Right. <laughs> the those guys.
1: Those other people.
0: Uh Church also believes that almost everyone else, although not bad enough to go to hell, aren't good enough to skate into heaven with no need for some introspection and purification.
1: <laughs> skate so to
0: heaven. Can't skate into Love heaven. Let
1: me get my rollerblades on <laughs> real quick.
0: You just sneak right in. <laughs> I think of that Tom and Jerry meme where it's like nine fifty nine. <laughs> well, better close <laughs> up. He's sneaking in. <laughs> Through the door.
1: <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, who's the guy that guards the gate of heaven? Peter?
0: I don't know. Is it Peter?
1: I'm pretty sure it's Peter.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, full disclosure, I'm not religious in the slightest. Oh, I'm not religious either, but I, I am, am interested enough in everything Sorry. to look it up. Yeah. I don't know. This. This was less interesting to me, but uh, it is... Oh, okay. Wow. I did... uh, Yeah, I'll be honest. I did learn quite a bit, though. Fuck Um, you, too. And my knowledge... uh, That knowledge is interesting to me.
1: Anyways, I'm just thinking of, like, rollerblading on past Peter.
0: (laughs) Pardon me. Excuse me, Peter. Just going to skate right past you.
1: Let me do a sick move.
0: The real doctrine consists of the conviction that God's mercy and justice must be kept intact and upheld. God's divine mercy refers to the fact that he forgives any sin as long as the sinner is truly repentant and sorry. God's justice, however, is that good is rewarded and evil punished. Catholics believe that purgatory evens the score and fulfills justice while accommodating mercy. They believe that purgatory isn't a place, but a spiritual state of the soul in which it's purified before entering heaven. Known as, quote, church suffering... The souls in purgatory are definitely and absolutely going to heaven, just not yet. Hmm. So you gotta just wait a little bit, take your time.
1: Hold your horses, kids. Take a breather. Jesus will be with you shortly.
0: <laughs> take a number, have a seat. Yep. It may. I help. got a uh,
1: number twelve. <laughs> so number now twelve. 12.
0: Yeah, twelve out there. Twelve. You're up for heaven. It may help to think of the purgatory in terms of a major operation to save a life. A, here's a metaphor. Say a doctor performs surgery on someone's heart or brain and removes a cancerous tumor. Okay. The surgery achieves the main objective, but the wound needs to heal, and the incision needs to be uh, cleaned and rebandaged. Purgatory is like that secondary part of recovery, the healing, cleaning, and bandaging. The belief is that evil, the evil of sin is revealed to the person, so she can totally and absolutely reject even the most uh, venial, and smallest of sins. I'm gonna look up that works. I don't know what that Please, means. Please, I am confused. Venison. <sighs> Venison. Venial. Venial. Uh, it's an adjective, able to be forgiven or pardoned, not seriously wrong as a sin.
1: It's a negative. Negative. What is that a negative?
0: Uh, so, rejects even the most venial and smallest of sins. It's a new word. I I didn't do my research. I just copied. Often after committing a sin, people regret it and are remorseful. Catholics confess their sins and believe that God forgives them in the sacrament of penance. However, many times people still have pleasant memories of those sins because they're... they're pre- They're pretty great. Um, They're sorry and regret doing them, but they have some enjoyable and pleasurable memories, some leftover attachment to the sins. Catholicism teaches that the souls in purgatory want to be in purgatory because they know that they have some leftover attachment to sin that they want to be removed. Catholics don't see purgatory as a place of pain and torment. Instead, it's considered a place of expectant joy, although suffering occurs from the temporary distance. Why all this preparation? Catholics believe that God and heaven are worth it. So you'll, you'll find your place in heaven. Eventually just kind of hang out in purgatory for a little bit.
1: It's worth it. I swear. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: and then I talk about purgatory as it relates, uh, to as, or as it's involved in other branches of religion. So other branches of Christianity, uh, the Eastern Orthodox church rejects the term purgatory but it does acknowledge an intermediate state after death and offers prayer for the dead. I looked that up. Um, religions with the belief in a future judgment or a resurrection of the dead mm-hmm. or of purgatory often offer prayers on behalf of the dead to God so that they may find heaven, apparently. So they don't really believe in purgatory, but they still follow that sort of thing. Uh, Protestant churches reject the Catholic doctrine of purgatory, although some teach the existence of an intermediate state. Their argument is that since there is no mention of purgatory in their accepted scripture, it should be rejected as an unbiblical belief. It's not in what they believe to be the accepted Bible, so they don't believe in it. Okay. Another view held by many Protestants, such as the Lutheran churches and the Reformed churches, is sola fide which means by faith alone, Sola fide. that faith alone is what achieves salvation and that good works are merely evidence of that faith. The church of Latter-day Saints teaches of an intermediate place for spirits between their death and their bodily resurrection called the spirit world, which includes paradise for the righteous and prison for those who do not know God. Hmm. Spirits in paradise serve as missionaries to the spirits in prison who can still accept salvation. So I guess they sort of uh, view the prison as the temporary purgatory before they're saved by the uh, missionaries of paradise. In other religions, uh, in, in Judaism, Gehenna is a place of purification where, according to some traditions, most sinners spend up to a year before release. The view of purgatory can be found in the teachings of the uh, Shammites, if I'm saying that right, Quote, in the last judgment day, there shall be three classes of souls. The righteous The righteous shall at once be written down for the life everlasting, the wicked for Gehenna, but those whose virtues and sins counterbalance one another shall go down to Gehenna and float up and down until they rise purified. So people who are kind of in between, they just sort of, they spend their whole time floating.
1: Oh my God, like it?
0: Yep, up in between Geha. Uh-huh. You'll float too. And, uh, you know, the righteous. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Continue.
0: <laughs> Islam has a concept similar to purgatory as it exists in Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Barzak. Love it.
1: Sounds like a world in World of Warcraft.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it's thought to be a realm between paradise, jhana and hell, Jahannam. And according to Ghazali, who's a Persian philosopher, these souls go neither to hell nor to heaven. Okay. However, because it doesn't purify the souls, it resembles more the Christian limbo eh. than purgatory. Limbo seems like a cool thing. We should, we should do an episode on limbo.
1: I always compared limbo and purgatory to the same thing.
0: Very different. Limbo, you're not saved. Um, and then, Indian religions believe in purification of the soul in Naraka, essentially Ooh. Indian hell. Bless you. Is uh, Indian hell Naraka? There also exists similar versions in uh, Tengrism, Zoroast- Zoroastrianism, or no, 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 Zoroastri- Zoroastrianism. Sorry, and uh, Mandaism. But since I've never heard of them before and they sound confusing, I'm not going to talk about.
1: Good idea. Mm-hmm.
0: That's all I got. Uh, just a, a big old summary of what purgatory is, if you've never heard of it before. Um, I think, I think I'm not going anywhere.
1: I personally, um, I'm an apatheist.
0: Uh huh. Like I've explained like that, that to you before. Yeah, I like, like I just don't need people who don't know what it is. You should explain it.
1: So apathyism is basically just what it sounds like. You're apathetic to religion. Like, you don't deny it, you don't embrace it, you don't need it in your life. Personally, I don't feel that I need a spiritual connection with anything, but I also don't feel that I need to outright deny anything or be like, hey, I believe in science over this. Um, it's just like, I don't need anything to be any more of a person or any more whole.
0: It It's similar, uh, at least to me, it sounds similar to agnosticism, but agnosticism... Um,
1: you're always open to the idea of there being a God.
0: Yeah, I looked it I up, want nothing to do with it. I looked it up. It says a person who holds that the existence of the ultimate cause as God and the essential nature of things are unknown and unknowable or that human knowledge is limited to experience. Um, who holds neither of the two opposing positions on a topic. So it's like you, you neither believe nor disbelieve, but with uh, agnosticism, it sounds like you just have a lesser... Uh, need to care about. You mean apathyism? Any of that stuff? Yeah, I'm sorry, apathyism. Yep.
1: Yeah, I just don't feel that I need to experience any form of religion to mm-hmm. be experiencing the entirety of life. Yeah.
0: Hmm. I I I won't get into it, but I I always had a an issue um, with telling people I was uh, I'm atheist. Because I feel like atheism has a very. Uh,
1: it gets a bad rap from yeah. people who are just outright shitting on people who are religious.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I guess it comes on. It, it There's both sides to that. Yeah. There's a lot of people who diss on people who are religious and vice versa. But um, I would always say I was agnostic. Um, but I am atheist. I don't I don't have any spiritual belief at all. I didn't grow up with any. Yep. Um, I but I do believe in uh, reincarnation. Hmm. which I don't think has any spiritual ties to it or any, I'm sorry, any religious ties. It's more of a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so after we die, we're reincarnated as either something or someone else, whether it be in an, another animal or another human without any prior knowledge of our past life or lives. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's an interesting hmm. topic. Anyway. Uh,
1: personally for me, I just want to stop existing. <laughs>
0: Well, the thing that, that really uh, boggles my mind is trying to conceive or imagine of existence, which you can't do because there wasn't any, your existence, it wasn't a thing, before you were born. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what, what were you? You didn't... It's like a, where
1: did my consciousness come yeah, it's from? It's
0: like you were it's like you've been sleeping or dreaming, but you weren't because you're not a being. You had no thoughts. You weren't a thing. And then all of a sudden you just pop into existence. Right. Um, and that and then just trying to imagine the time all of the time, the th- the millions, arguably of years before that. Mm-hmm. And then after you die, the millions of years that are going to occur after your death. And like, what are you going to be? You're going to be nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's. That just seems like a very scary, almost surreal sort of thing to uh, think about and be conscious of. It's just like, what happens?
1: We are but a blip on the radar (laughs) that is life. Just an ink smudge in chapters of the book. You buying any of this?
0: No. Damn it.
1: (laughs) That's the thing. Life is fleeting. Life is brief.
0: Right. Well, it, it just it just boggles my mind to 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 think that once once you're once you've passed on, everything about you will cease to exist. Yeah. So I would like to think that your your soul, maybe not the same soul, but your yeah, your consciousness, your awareness inhabits something else. Um But it's just it's just wild to, to try and wrap your head around.
1: I don't want that personally. I just want to cease to exist. I want to live out the life that I was. You know, well, I want to live out what life I can
0: live out. Because before this, before you, what what happened? There were there's uh, millions of other people currently out there. Um, it's like, and they're all living their own life. But before them, what? were they they weren't anything so it's like were they someone else was that consciousness inhabited someone else because you only it feels like you only play this role of life once Mm -hmm. um i don't know and and that just seems like a scary thing it's like once you cease to exist it's like ah it's it's giving me shivers right now seriously thinking about it because it's just i anyway this no, isn't no what the-
1: me personally, I'm just... No, it's an interesting topic to go down. It's just uh-huh. me personally, I don't want to have my consciousness continue on in anything. I'd like to think that there's constantly new consciousness, new people being put out in the world. Uh-huh. I wouldn't want to be reincarnated. I wouldn't want to think that our, our consciousness, our souls, if you will, are just constantly recycled to be different people. Mm. That just seems perpetually stupid
0: but but you have no awareness of sure your past
1: i get that like i get that but you're still the same consciousness so it means that nothing else is new is being added into the universe if you're just being constantly recycled right anyways purgatory i'm doing a short story from creepypasta and then i'm gonna read an article
0: Hmm. okay interesting
1: yeah creepypasta right this is from, oh, where'd the author go? Author, where'd you go? J.J. Wilton. There he is. Man, I don't know where he went. Sounds fancy. J.J. J. Wilton. The tipper-tapper of a finger echoes through the small dark room. Sometimes even whispers bounce off the walls from other rooms. Whispers that do not make sense to me. I would hear things like, stop it, he'll see us. And quickly, don't trust him. Or just the moans of torment and despair. Living your past life over and over until your end. Then you're back in the white room, and the flashbacks of people's departure move on to the next door. Sometimes a death is so horrific, shrieks of agony seep through the thin layer of walls that separate us all. It upsets me sometimes, hearing the pain and sorrow of others, so I block my ears and close my eyes tight so they don't see me crying. That's what they want. They laugh at us. Hysterical laughter echoes round the rooms, like being bullied in a playground, being surrounded by people who laugh at you and pick on you. That's what it feels like. I'm not going to give them the satisfaction, as the screams get more disturbing and agonized. The hysterical laughter gets louder and darker. When a toddler throws a tantrum and you ignore them, you think they would stop, but they don't. They try harder and harder until you give in. That is what these sick people do. Whenever I ignore or try to fight my senses and vision not to blur into my past, they begin to get angry and impatient. You can hear them grunting, or sometimes they go completely quiet. As they do, they try to make your past more enhanced and scary until you give in to their little game. So let me give you some advice. When you die, calmly walk to the light in front of you. Don't stop, even if you get weak or weary. Do not stop until you reach the light. Ignore the person breathing down your neck, persuading you to turn back, no matter how much he sounds like your dead father. Ignore him.
0: What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, What? Yeah, that's creepy. That's some good pasta.
1: (laughs) What is that? Some pasta?
0: (laughs) Shaking in my boots.
1: You're not wearing boots.
0: Shaking in my socks.
1: Thank you. This is eyewitness accounts of encounters with ghosts from purgatory, but it is from uh, the National uh, Catholic Register. So take this with a grain of salt. Okay. (laughs) Not only do saints appear to people occasionally, history also records visitations of those in purgatory. Do Catholics believe in ghosts? Absolutely. Ghosts defined as disembodied human spirits as opposed to angels are one of the ways we know about purgatory. Though it is also revealed by God. Mm-hmm. Ja- oh, God, his name is so ridiculous. <laughs> Jacques? No, Jacobus. Oh, Jacobus. Ooh. Jacobus de Ver, 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 Ver. <laughs> Okay. He wrote a book, Golden oh. Legend coming out of the great 13th century, became one of the most popular books of the Middle Ages. You can think of it as an earlier version of Butler's Lives of the Saints, because we all know what that oh, is. Oh, yeah, Lives of the Saints. <laughs> my okay. favorite book. All right, so just an earlier version <laughs> of that. I actually carry it. a copy with me at all times. Mm-hmm. We tend to think of a legend as something fictitious. But Legenda, 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 simply meant something to be read. Some do accuse, however, mm-hmm. of indulging in things we would consider legendary, which may have contributed the modern meaning of the word. In terms of Catholic ghosts, because there's a difference, <laughs> uh-huh. we recognize that we have contact with those in the communion of saints. Not only do saints appear to us occasionally, occasionally mm-hmm. we also have visitations of those in purgatory. I have heard a few friends recount such experiences, especially in dreams. These encounters with souls in purgatory genuinely entail a request for prayers.
0: Okay. In in dreams. So like when your mind makes things up. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that time.
1: I mean, there are some people who say that when they're when you're dreaming, you're more susceptible to being contacted by spirits, I guess. Mm. So because your mind is at rest in a way. It makes sense. Or your conscious is at rest. You can that. And your subconscious is more Yeah. vulnerable. Uh, for the entry of All Souls, uh, for All Souls Day in the Golden Legend, we see a long list of such encounters with the ghosts or spirits of purgatory. Overall, these stories sure remind us that we are still connected to our friends and family who have died. We really can help them and should remember them every day in prayer and should have masses said for them. Again, this is a religious text. Yeah. The memory of the departing of all Christian souls is established to be um, solemnized, 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 in the church on this day, so All Souls Day, Mm. uh, to the end that they may have general aid and comfort, as it is showed in the foresaid revelation. I hate fucking Bible words.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Why are they got to be so long?
1: Why do they have so many vowels and so many... What is it? Sound it Sounding out. What is it? Syllables? Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, boy. i <laughs> will see where you're at after the next period.
1: Don't you look at me like I'm an idiot. And Peter Damien said that in Sicily, in the Isle of Vulcan, live long and prosper... <laughs> S. Odil heard the voices and the howlings of devils, which complained strongly because the souls of the dead were taken away or taken away from their hands by prayers. Mm. Get back here. <laughs> 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 oh, dang it, you Christians stole my soul.
0: <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I
1: know. And therefore, he ordained that the feast and remembrance of them that be departed out of this world should be made and held in all monasteries the day after the Feast of All Hallows. The which thing was approved. I think they meant that which was approved Mm. after all of all Holy Church. I don't know who wrote this, but they really need somebody to proofread. Well,
0: it was like when I was reading my... um... Uh, what did I do for sailors' kush? No, you did sailors' kush.
1: Yeah, I did. <sighs> you did Blood no, of the unicorn.
0: No, no, I was I was reading something for sailors' kush. What oh. was it? Something about something. Um, but it was just like broken, really. Oh, it was for no, it was for the kraken. It was for uh, yeah, sailors' kush. It was really old English, and it just sounded like none of the words it fit together. Like gibberish. It's like people just throwing words in. Yeah, man. That's kind of what that is.
1: There was a master, which was chancellor at Paris, named Silo uh, Silo Silo Green. Driving <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I'm like,
0: "Fuck!" <laughs>
1: Sorry, God. <laughs> which had a scholar sick. and he (laughs) prayed what i told you scholar sick
0: (laughs) what can we restart that sentence i'm not following there
1: was a master which was chancellor at paris named celo green (laughs)
0: Uh i got that much
1: which had a scholar sick okay and he prayed him that after his death he should come again to him and say to him of his estate. And he promised him so to do. <laughs> and after died. And a while after he appeared to him clad in a, this says cope. <laughs> I don't know if it meant cape.
0: A C-O-U-P-E? C-O-P-E. Oh, cope.
1: Cope. Written full of arguments Felicious? Felicious? Felicia? Felicia Richard, and, and, and sophisms, and was of parchment. And within all full of flame of fire. And the chancellor demanded him what he was. What you is. <laughs> hey, what you is. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> and he told to him. I am such one that am come again to thee. <laughs> this feels like a Monty Python sketch.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad we don't talk like this anymore. <laughs> Very confusing.
1: On to thee, Zachary. On to thee.
0: Don't think it be like it is, but, <laughs> but it do. <laughs>
1: And the chancellor demanded him of his estate. Uh-huh. And he said, this cope weighs on me mm. more than a millstone or a tower. And it has given me fewer to bear. What is this? <laughs> For the glory that I had in my sophisms and sophistical arguments, that is to say, deceivable and fallacious. The skins be light, but the flame of fire within torments and burns me.
0: (laughs) What is going on?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And when the master judged the pain to be light, the dead scholar said to him that he should put forth his hand and feel the lightness of his pain. Feel the lightness. Does any of this make sense to you? (laughs) I don't even want to read the rest of this.
0: Sounds like a lot. No, I uh, to answer your question, no. I did not understand any of that. It's very broken Old English. I
1: know. Anyways, the dead man said he was in pain. Yeah. And he was afraid.
0: you got that much.
1: Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Sometimes souls are punished in the places where they have sinned, as appears by an example that S. Gregory recites in the fourth book of his Dialogues uh, and says that there was a priest which used gladly a bath, And when he came into the bath, he found a man whom he knew always ready to serve him. Oh. (laughs) And it happened on a day that for his diligent service and his reward, the priest gave to him a holy loaf. That's what they called it back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Holy loaf. You ready to take this holy loaf? (laughs) And he, weeping, answered, Father, why do you give me this thing?
0: It's big. It's a big loaf. Oh, my gosh. What are you doing, Dad? I may
1: not eat it. Oh, my God.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay, can we get our heads out of the gutter, please? There's
1: some trauma going on on that side of the couch. <clears throat> I may not eat it, for it is holy. I was sometime lord of this place, but after my death, I was deputed, I think deputed, to uh, serve here for my sins. But I pray thee that thou wilt offer this bread unto Almighty God for my sins. Mm. And know thou for certain that thy prayer shall be heard. And when thou shall come to (laughs) wash... When you come to wash thy holy loaf.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I had to wash my holy loaf this morning.
1: (laughs) A joke. (laughs) and when when then thou shalt come to wash thou shalt not find me Hmm. and then this priest offered a week entire sacrifice to god for him and when he came again he found him not Hmm. so that one made a little more sense
0: yeah Yeah. you can follow that one a little better so these are all about people seeing others in purgatory
1: ghosts ghosts that are suffering through their purgatory essentially yeah i'll do this one it is right that when a knight lay in his bed with his wife and a moon shone right clear which entered in by the crevices crevices Vortices. <laughs> he marveled much why man who is reasonable obeyed not to his maker when the creatures not reasonable obeyed him and then he began to speak evil of a knight which was dead and had been familiar with him And then this knight, to whom they so talked, entered into the chamber and said to him, Friend, have none evil suspicion of any man, but pardon me if I have trespassed to thee. And when he had demanded him of his states, he answered, I am tormented of diverse torments. What an interesting way to phrase that. I am tormented of diverse torments. Tormented by torments. I'm tormented, but there's a diverse amount of them. (laughs) Oh my God, I lost my place. Uh. And pains, and especially because I defiled the churchyard and hurt a man therein, and despoiled him of his mantle, which he wore. I'm pretty sure you know what that means. Uh. Which mantle I bear on me, and is heavier than a mountain. And then he prayed the night that he would pray for him. And then he demanded if he would that such a priest should pray for him, or such one. And the dead man wagged his head and answered not, as he would not have him. Then he asked of him if he would, that such a hermit should pray for him. And then the dead man answered, would God that he would pray for me? And the living knight promised that he should pray for him. And then the dead man said, this sounds like a joke. (laughs) And I say to thee that this day two years thou shalt die. And so vanished away. And this knight changed his life into better. And at that day slept in our Lord. Christian shit makes no sense.
0: That's why they make... um... The Bible I have is an uh, Everyman's Bible.
1: Is it um, Hooked on Phonics?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a Magic School Bus Bible. (laughs) Um, You know, it's like a toned-down version where it doesn't have all the crazy ancient text in it. Anyways. Hmm.
1: That's all I got.
0: Well... Maybe I didn't connect as much to this episode just because I'm not uh, religious in any way. Well, I know you're not either, but... I'm not. Um, it, purgatory's not something I believe in. Heaven and hell aren't things I believe in. Um, but, uh, and, and I mean, I don't have... I don't really come from a religious background either, so I don't have too much... Um, What's the word? Like having known some of this before you know i don't have any background at all um so i don't know it seems interesting Mm -hmm. um i can see how people would be afraid of it and live their day-to-day wanting to avoid the thought of ever going to purgatory it's like people who are really really devout and religious and Who are confident that they won't? They'll go straight to heaven. And hey, you know, good for you.
1: Good for you. What, my friend? My friend, did thou think of thy beer?
0: (laughs) It had to have thought of thee. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) The beer thinketh that one had drank. Uh, It was pretty good. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it alright. Uh what was there was another one that uh I thought was just like, eh, this one's okay. It's really not not, you know, saying anything to me. It's not great. Maybe it was Blood of the Unicorn, uh, where I thought it was just I mean, it was a good beer. I think Blood of the Unicorn also got a uh a pretty high rating. Um but it wasn't it wasn't doing much. Blood of the Unicorn got a ninety, so they were very close to each other. Um, 6,231 versus 4,004. But Temporal Purgatory is definitely much closer to the top of the list. Um, But I'm surprised because nothing really uh, too crazy about it for me. But it was good. I enjoyed it. A little bit of fruit, a little bit of wheat, a little bit of crisp to it.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought it was enjoyable. What I thought... uh, uh, good Session Pale Ale should taste like, even though I'm not very familiar with what those are.
1: I thought it was good. That's all I can add, really. It was just very easily... Um, it's easy to drink.
0: It is easy to drink. Easy to drink. Not... not. Uh, I don't think I would agree with you that I could chug them, but uh, I could... I mean, I, I could, could technically chug it... anything. <laughs> I could definitely uh, see myself having more than one. Yeah. However, we'll have to get to... The next beer we're about to drink, which will blow your head off. It's pretty crazy.
1: On the next episode of Beer and Fear. We look forward to seeing... In
0: the next episode of Beer and Fear. of
1: Dragon Ball Z.
0: (laughs) You monster frisbee.
1: (laughs) Carrot cake.
0: (laughs) Carrot cake. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, We're going to record a bonus episode, and it'll actually be out... Next week, um, and I'm, my ear hurts. Uh, in, in place of my episode, I want to release this because it'll be cool. It, it, me personally will think it'll be a cool episode. Um, I hope we both enjoy the beer. Ooh, um chills. You should definitely, Ooh. definitely, if you're listening to this, if you've made it this far, check into next week's episode because it'll be cool. And then after that, I'll I'll pick something.
1: I keep getting chills. Anyways, Woo. <laughs>
0: have a good day. Oh, we didn't uh, plug anything. I mean... Okay. Have a good
1: day. (laughs) Okay.